Welcome to Psychic Social, brought to you by psychic.co.uk. On this episode of Psychic Social, we look back at what's happened and how we've progressed and what things we've experienced and what further experiences we need to enjoy. It may not be on the earth, it may be in a different dimension, it's a different world, but we get to choose. Welcome to Psychic Social with me, Oliver Duke, the podcast that explores all things from the psychic and spiritual perspectives, including interviews with famous psychic practitioners, discussions about the afterlife, the paranormal, and much more. So relax and enjoy the show. Today's guest has been a psychic medium for over 25 years. She's an intuitive clairsentient, a healer, and an inspirational tarot card reader. I'm describing the super talented and lovely Sass Bullock. So let's get to know her right now on Psychic Social. Hi, Sass, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hello, Oliver, and to all your listeners. I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing some uh, some information about my particular journey from the psychic perspective. Great stuff. Um, what have you been up to today? Anything exciting? Uh, nothing too exciting. It's a Monday morning, so I generally create my day um to fit in with my my kind of soul's uh, calling if you like and at the moment oliver i'm currently um involved in a 21 day abundance meditation um group uh, situation so i have been doing my particular exercise and task for the day which was to create a list of 50 people who i admire and i feel are, are very sort of holistic in the way they live their lives Right. So okay. it's all about focusing in on the gratitude and what you have already in your life that you can focus and appreciate. That's good. So I've done that this morning. So I've done that this morning in the meditation this morning, and I also um, have a sort of daily routine of a specific health drink to keep all my tubes and everything clear, um, <laughs> and just to give my vibration a good old clearing out <laughs> to okay. keep it raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've done. I, I work every morning. I do a before I start anything. I do a, a five Tibetan rite. Uh, which is kind of like yoga moves, um, which I read about years ago, this fantastic book that I got into, which is all of it. It's, it's like a novel, but actually there's a lot of truth in it. And it was about this guy who found Shangri-La and a particular place where all these monks lived in Tibet and none of them ever aged. They all looked about 25. And he went to, um, he went there to find out how, uh, you know, what this, uh, this was all about and how come his friend who'd returned after the war looking 25 years younger. So I, I do these rites really religiously every morning um, to keep my system uh, clear. So that's what I've been doing this morning. So, uh, and what I do most mornings before I sort of start anything. That's good. That sounds like a very good start to the day. It is. Very it's healthy. Very clear. Yes. I don't normally start doing anything till at least midday. Right. Other than my exercises and getting into the swing of the day. But it's a very healthy start for body and mind each morning. It feels it feels like that. So I yeah. always feel very clear. And also, um, I do a lot of psychic work at night. Um, mm-hmm. And also, after twelve o'clock, I feel much more tuned in as a as a um, as a soul reader and a psychic. I feel much more tuned in after midday. And I quite often am working till three o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I don't I don't sort of approach the morning with too much gusto and vigor. Okay, fair enough. And I was going to ask you, your name Sass, S-A-S, where does that come from? Is it, It's a very interesting name. Well, yes, it is, it is a quite interesting name. It does derive originally, um, there's a very long story about all my names, but uh, I got stuck with that one at school. 
because I was somebody that had a lot larger feet than anyone else. Now, it's quite normal for people to have quite large feet, especially women. But in my day, in this, when I was growing up, I had rather large feet. I couldn't really find any shoes to fit. Anyway, so all my friends thought it was hilarious. And they called me Sasquatch, which was shortened to Sass. But then years and years and years later, I had a kind of one of my awakening experiences. I heard a voice which said to me um, that my, my, my uh, name, Sass, S-A-S, actually should stand for Soul Awakening Sound, because um, I won't go into it right now. It's something we can talk about at a, at a later date, maybe. But um, working with vibration and frequencies, uh, obviously, as I do with, uh, with readings, I tune into a different type of frequency, which is to tune people back into their original um, calibration or their original soul energy. And I use sound to do that, vocal sounds as, as well as instruments. And so hence the name was born, Soul Awakening Sound, which I shortened to SAS. Well, that's very interesting indeed. Yes, very yes, good. Yes, I, I do. And obviously it's done to Sassy as well, which of course I am that as well. Right. So it covers okay. quite a few bases. Covers all the bases, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting stories, right. Okay. Well, with that in mind, we'll go into some more interesting stuff. We're going to ask you your first question. So um, okay. we, want, <laughs> scary. we wanted to um, sort of go back to the beginning for you, back to the start, uh, and ask you, how did you become a psychic? Um, was it passed down from a family member? Uh, was there another way the gift came to you? And if it came to you at a certain age, what, what age did it come to you? Well, Oliver, I'm not sure that anyone chooses and goes, right, today my life career is going to be as a psychic. I think it just is a gift that everybody has. It's just what you choose to focus your attention on. Um, as you know, energy flows where attention goes. So, um, I always had a very, very interesting awareness as a young child. I would say probably the awareness came to me about six or seven. And I became aware there was there was something not quite right about this planet. And I could sense it in every fibre of my being. And so I, I, I sort of dealt with that by being quite rebellious and um, not kowtowing to the normal rules and regulations that other people seem to abide by. So I was constantly in trouble growing up. Um, constantly um, a nemesis, uh, my parents <laughs> thought in their side, so to speak. Um, but I just felt very um, tuned in to the planet that it wasn't quite operating on the right level. And I knew that from an early age. And I think that's what guided me to tuning in and becoming more aware into people's psyche. So friends used to come around, my parents' friends used to turn up, you know, for dinner parties and things, and I would come and start talking to them. And I'd start saying things to them about this and about that and about how they were feeling and maybe uh, I could pick up something, uh, illness or, um, and I would share this with them and um, they would kind of go, gosh, what what a weird thing to say. And then they would come back to me a few weeks later and say, you know that thing you told me? It It actually happened or I found out that I had this particular illness or whatever. So it started not necessarily as a choice that I'm going to become a psychic, but it started to evolve through me from about the age of about seven. And um, as a result of that, some very weird and wonderful things have kind of I've experienced on a sort of spiritual awakening um, awareness level, um, a lot of it energy. So it's a kind of journey. It's a progression. It's an expansion into your um your your everybody has these abilities as i said before I, I say to people when i do readings that they could also do what i do it's just whether you choose to focus your attention on it 
So I'd say it started from seven, about seven, and it grew and grew and grew into lots of other modalities, lots of other interests that are sort of, you know, on a similar path through the healing modalities that I trained to do as well. So I would say it's a, it's an expanding, growing, ever-growing journey that you kind of move into. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily was aware of anyone in the family that that had a you know a, a psychic career or a mediumship career, but I was aware that my mum was incredibly tuned in, and you couldn't really do get away with doing much without her already knowing what you've already done. <laughs> right, okay. and um, so I kind of. You, but I don't think um, it was a particularly um, welcomed um, uh, sort of asset in days of, a, of quite a strong religious upbringing with my grandparents, that they were very strictly sort of Christian. And to do anything with um, tarot or anything like that would have been seen as um, dancing with the devil. Mm. So, and I suppose a lot of people still have that drummed into them. But I used to gather with school friends and we used to do Ouija boards, which probably isn't such a great idea unless you know what you're doing. Um and so we used to have all sorts of instances happening where we'd, we'd have the fingers on the glass and we'd be asking questions and we'd get, you know, um, ridiculous uh, messages from the Ouija board saying, um, you just got through, I'm horny the devil. And, um, and then, the, then the glass would fly off and we'd all scream. So for years I thought, well, I'm not sure I want to dabble in that. It's a bit scary. Mm. And then I, as I got older, I realized that you could actually, you could set your intentions around what you were doing. Um, and you could align yourself with with everything um, that, that you were working with was going to be connected and and intended to be of for the person's greatest good and for the higher good of all involved. And so I used to sprinkle um, salt around a circle, or um, I'd smudge everybody with a smudge stick before we, we came into the circle and stepped into a circle to do any any kind of work that included uh, connecting with um, other forces but then i realized actually those other forces were just myself on a higher level and i actually work with people's higher perspectives so i'm not uh, tapping into anything that's outside either myself or anybody else it's just reaching at a higher um, a higher vibration where the information is, is um, accessible on a much higher perspective so that's how i work i don't necessarily connect with other spirits or other um, entities that may be feeding me the information is actually coming from my higher perspective and the other person who I'm working with's higher perspective. So I ask permission first for that, and that um, ensures that everything that I do is coming from a good place. Right. Okay. So you said you said you work clairsentiently. Um, do you work clairvoyantly? Do do you see and 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 clairaudiently? Do you hear things? Do you have guides that you get messages from? How does it work for you? Well, again, I do. I am clairaudient, so I do get messages. But again, it's not. It, it's it's coming from myself. It's coming from a higher perspective. I have messages all the time that ask me to do things. Um, so, and, and also on the clairsentient, I tune in. I sense somebody's energy. Um, like my, I have a little dog, and she senses people's energies. And if they're poorly or they're feeling distressed or upset, she will go to them and give them comfort and love. And I suppose on that level, I also can tune in. So, for example, I might be at a festival, just there, just for pleasure, you know, just to go and enjoy myself. And I'll be standing by a fire and a few people will be around the fire. And I'll get a message which will say, can you tell that guy next to him that he needs to cover his kidneys up because he may get kidney problems? And I'll just say, I might, I'll say to him, um, I've just got a message through. It may sound a bit strange. Would you like to receive it? And they go, well, yeah, what, what do you mean a message? I said, well, it comes from from the spirit world. That's how I say it, because then people kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, I've just been given a message that you need to 
to look after your kidneys because they they could be struggling, especially if it's out in the cold. You need to put something around them. And, and I remember one time this guy saying to me, oh, my God, that's really weird. My dad just died of kidney disease three weeks ago. So wow. sometimes when I was growing up, I used to get messages and you think, am I completely mad? Will people think I'm crazy if I pass this on? But then I thought, well, actually, it's not really up to me to decide. It's information is coming through. And I act on it now. I act on it all the time. And I have you know, literally been sent to places around the world through messages and guidance that I get what I call from my highest, wisest self, which is on a different level to my consciousness. I explain to people that 75% of your awareness and your consciousness does not enter into the body when you're born. It remains, it remains in a, a higher perspective. And it, I call it the director of your life, the director of your play, the director of your drama. And the director is always trying to guide you a bit like a sat nav. But you have to make take movements in life in order for it to kick in. So mm. I always say to people, if you're stuck in life, make a movement in any direction and you'll soon get feedback as it's the right direction or whether you need to take a left turn, a right turn, up or down. Mm. So I don't actually see spirit. I do see lots of orbs. Um, I see lots of uh, bright turquoise and uh, dark purple and blue lights around people. Um, but I don't actually see um, human beings in their spirit form around. But I have sensed them. I have sensed them in my bedroom. I know it sounds weird, standing at the bottom of my bed. Um, but I was too scared to look, so I'd always keep my eyes closed and, and sort of say, please go away, <laughs> really, really cowardly. So I haven't encouraged spirit to visit me um, in terms of uh, visualization or visualizing, but I do see energies out the corner of my eye, and I see lots of orbs, and when I take photographs and things and have them, you know, and look, look at them, there sometimes I have thousands of orbs all around. Mm. So um, I do sense things. I do sense energy um, more so than actually seeing spirit. Well, that's very interesting. Um, I'm going to move on to the next question now. And I wanted to know what's, well, we wanted to know at Psychic Social, what's the most important thing to you about being a psychic? I would say that I've been born onto this planet at this time, like many other people, to help bring about a shift in the consciousness of humanity. And to me, it's about um, helping people to find their own power, their own um, abilities and gifts that may be latent, that may have been hidden, that may have been put to one side, especially uh, working with adults. Um, because adults, when they're children, have lots of amazing creative imagination. They have wild dreams and imaginings, which I encourage uh, with my own children. But I notice that a lot of um, people play it down. And, and, you know, when a little girl may say, I've got my little friend here in spirit, you know, an invisible friend. Or I may, I may see or hear um, things that are beyond the realm of visible light. Uh, they were encouraged to play that down. And, and you know, that's a load of nonsense. So to me, it's about helping people to reconnect to all those parts of themselves, all those aspects of themselves that are wanting to express themselves, are wanting to um, to give them greater uh, greater powers, a greater range for them to access so that they can have more say and more co-creative ability in their life. So they're not at the mercy of um, what I call fate, where um, people are just sort of expecting life to sort of take them on a ride and they're just going with it. Um, obviously, you can do that, or uh, like I encourage, and what, why I do this work is to help people find a way through life that is going to bring them the greatest joy, 
to me, life is about joy. It's about finding your joy. It's about um, service to others because that brings me immense joy to help other people, to see other people flourish and to grow. So when I um, do other work with people and help them release trauma and stress and, and illness through their voice, through using their voice, um, and people say, I can't sing. And I say, well, you don't have to. You're just using your voice to clear energy and um, allow yourself to recalibrate back to your original point. Um, and when they come together and they l allow those um, those thoughts, those insecurities to subside, people come out with the most amazing things. And it just it just, it just fills my heart up. It's just so mm. beautiful mm. to see the amazing creative abilities that people have and what's been shut down in them throughout mm. their growing up. Mm. So that to me is my, 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 the reason why I do the work mm. is to access, and, and, and quite a lot of people are very interested in um, the psychic world, probably because it's something which they probably have a, you know, an inkling of or have a connection to themselves and want to, to, to follow that up and are very interested in that subject. So that's quite often an opening uh, connection tool that I use um, to also do some of the other work that I do. Mm, that's great and it's really important you know the thing about helping people as well isn't it um it's just it's it, it's been proven hasn't it i think that when you help someone it, it can um leave a good feeling within you for, for days afterwards um unconsciously um which is absolutely which is nice isn't yeah. it um and yeah it's great to help people all the time i think and, and, and i personally would try and do that on a daily basis as much as i can um I mean, I personally set myself a goal to sort of do three or four kind acts a day if I can, you know. Um. Well, that, and, and also what's really interesting is when you're kind, it releases, um, I think it's nitrous oxide mm -hmm. into your body. You know, when, like, when you hold a baby in your arms or you see something which appeals to you in a kind of cute uh, yep. uh, way, it actually releases nitrous oxide, which is actually the kindness um a kind of kindness uh, chemical mm. that actually keeps your heart open mm. and opens all your vessels and veins. So actually there's actually a, a physiological benefit to kindness mm. as well as a feel-good factor on an emotional and mental level. So, um, And also I'm a great I, – I kind of understand, obviously, having an awareness of or the connection of all things is that we're all energy, we're all vibrating at a certain level, but we're all connected, we're all one one energy, one consciousness. Mm. So when you help other people, that's why I suppose Jesus said, you know, um, love thy neighbor as thyself, because the neighbor is yourself, mm. just in a different just in a different outfit. Mm. Mm. So when I meet people, they are me, disguised heavily as themselves, but um, so, you know, you are an aspect of me, Oliver. Mm. You're the aspect of me that is, is doing something other than I'm doing, but... If I can help you, I'm also helping myself as well. Yeah. But um, to give you the option, the, the um, chance to help other people means that you're contributing to life. And I think most people feel at their best when they're helping other people. I mean, look what's happening in Australia sure. with all the dreadful situations going mm. on there and how the silver lining to it all is look at all the beauty and kindness and compassion mm. um, that people are showing to each other, to the animals. Um, people around the world, you know, are doing mass meditations and prayers for everybody. So actually, sometimes the worst situations can bring out the very best in humans. I mean, it actually is um, inherent, isn't it, in hu human beings, essentially? Well, you know. what are we call? We're called humankind. Yeah. yeah. So I want to, I, my life is about putting the kind back into being human. Lovely. 
Well, that's a lovely sentiment. And that's going to take us nicely into the break. Uh, so that'll be the end of part one here with uh, Sass Bullock. And um, we're going to catch up with more questions and more stuff from Sass in part two. We'll see you after this. This is Psychic Social, where the world's best psychics tell you their story. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Psychic Social is brought to you by Psychic.co.uk. Now, Psychic.co.uk is the latest content hub for all things psychic. At Psychic.co.uk, you can learn detailed information about every single tarot card in the deck. There's a page for every single one, 78 pages, and you can directly book psychic readings with some of the UK's best-loved psychics and read great articles written by them too. You can also check out all our other podcasts on the Psychic Social page on the website. So lots of fantastic stuff to get stuck into there at the website. Our amazing tarot course is also coming to Psychic.co.uk very soon too, so keep a lookout for that. If you have any questions or queries about the website or Psychic Social, you can email them to us at support at psychic.co.uk and one of our lovely team will get back to you. Now, back to the show. This is Psychic Social, the spiritual home of psychics. Welcome back to part two of Psychic Social and our chat with Sass Bullock. Now, continuing on with our questions for Sass, um, we've got another one here, and it is, are there any heartwarming stories that stand out from any of your psychic readings over the years? Well, of course, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of readings over the years, um, and there's been some really heartwarming ones that people phone back and they'll, they'll, they'll kind of fill me in of what's, what's happened since we had a conversation or a reading. Um, but one particularly stands out because I had this really beautiful soul and she phoned up and I wasn't too sure exactly what she was wanting because she didn't make it clear. And I did ask her, I said, you know, what is the nature of your call? How may I help you? And she decided to tell me this story that um, she uh, goes to salsa dancing and different dancing classes. And she had a problem because she couldn't find any men that um, had the energy to dance in the manner that she did. So she was kind of ringing up to say, could I guide her to anybody that would be maybe um, up to being able to um, keep up with her very live, lively, energetic dancing? So um, as we got Charlie, I'll just say her name was Lily. So I said, so Lily, what's going on? She said, well, I go three times a week and I've never found a man yet that can keep up with me. She said, they're all too crusty and old. And I said, well, how old are you, Lily? And she said, I'm 85, dear, but I've got the life and soul of a real, I'm about 30 years younger. So um, I, I, I sort of gave her a few suggestions. And I, I said, um, there's a really interesting um, uh, group that you can connect with called Meetup. And they quite often have lots of different local uh, gatherings and groups in your area. So maybe you could extend your social uh, social connections through this this medium. So she said, do you know what? I'll do it. I can get online. I can do all of that. That's the other thing with men of my age. None of them able to go on the computer. She said, I'm absolutely fed up. I need someone younger. So I, I directed her to this particular, um, she probably heard of, meetup. And um, anyway, a couple of weeks later, she phones back. and She said, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. I found a man 20 years younger than me that had the same kind of energy. 65 is called Harold, and he's absolutely fantastic dancing i'm so so pleased i wanted to ring back and say how amazing i was anyway she phoned back another week later 
And she said, well, do you know what? You know, I thought my life was going downhill because I wanted to share it with somebody. And this Harold, she said, I found out he's got a camper van. And she said, he's invited me to travel around Europe with, me, with him in his camper van. So she said, and I'm going. So 85-year-old Lily not only found a dancing partner who had, could keep up with her, but she also um, went off on a, I, I don't know what happened to her. She never called me back after that. <laughs> right. But she went, off tra- she went off traveling with Harold in his camper van. And she was 85 years old. And I just thought that was just absolutely brilliant. And this goes to show that you can never, um, you know, you can never give up on life if you've still got some, some spark that, um, you know, to, to always um, ask for guidance if, you, if, you, if you're stuck. Yeah. Because sometimes we do need someone outside of ourselves because we're, it's very difficult to be objective about your own life and about mm. your own emotions mm. um, and to, um, to give yourself guidance when you've got, you know, you're attached to an outcome. So uh, this lovely Lily, it just absolutely, I thought it was amazing, an 85-year-old lady going off on a camper van around Europe. Sounds like she had a lot of life when they were 85. Wow. Yeah, I know. I loved it. I loved it. It gave me so I said, you've honestly made my day. It made my month, you have, Lily. So um, she said, that meetup's really good, isn't it? I've been to lots of really interesting gatherings. I said, oh, great. Brilliant. So, um, so yes. And she also said, oh, I see you do some healing. Can you give me some, a little bit of sound healing? I've gone, a, I've gone a bit deaf. I said, well, I'll certainly, I'll certainly clear your ears out with my sound. <laughs> so uh, she was just open for everything and that's always said you remain open you're like a parachute you know you work you need to be open don't you exactly you do most definitely um yeah. now were there any sort of funny or hilarious stories that really stood out for you from any of your readings some that made you really laugh <laughs> at all well there's, there's there's again many many um obscure bizarre ones more so than funny but i did have this a strange phone call which it did make me laugh um which was in this guy and he phoned him he was quite well spoken and he said hello hello there my name is alan are you sass joy i said yes i'm sass joy he said i've got a bit of a problem a bit of a dilemma i said oh, well, i'm sorry to hear that um, how can i help you he said well i have a client he said i do what you do i'm a medium i had a client and he's very wealthy and he died last week I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, well, the trouble is he was the sixth richest man in the world. I said, oh, right, okay. So is there a problem with that? And he went, well, he left me over six billion pounds and I don't know what to do with it. Well. <laughs> so I was rubbing my hands in glee and I said, well, let me do let me do some cards for you and let me see if there's any particular guidance. Maybe you're, you know, the reason why I've been left this money is so that you can fulfill some um, fantastic um, you know, service to humanity. He said, well, I don't know about that, but I, I've, it's completely thrown me off track. I mean, what do you do with six billion? And I was thinking of millions of things I could do with six billion, but I thought <laughs> yeah. I'd, better, I'd better hold back. So I, I laid out the cards, and immediately there was about, um, there was this lovely, very powerful card in there, which was obviously a powerful woman that was coming in. So I said, Alan, I said, um, I said, how's your love life? And he said, oh, it's been very bleak for many years. I said, well, I think it's about to perk up. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I can see at least a couple of women women in here. And I said, one particularly, she's a very powerful woman coming away. He said, no, don't tell me about bloody women. They're all money-grabbing whores. <laughs> and I thought that's absolutely hilarious. As I obviously was talking to a woman at the time. And um, so, <laughs> anyway, I carried on giving you a reading. But it was just, I just thought he was absolutely hilarious because he was no hold back, no hold bars at all. But, um, yeah, so any money-grabbing grabbing whores out there? And I said, well, actually, I don't think she is going to be a money-grabbing whore. I think she's going to be someone that's going to 
going to actually uplift and expand your life in quite a way. So um, anyway, it was a really interesting reading. But you do get some weird, bizarre, wonderful, um, uplifting and some that are absolutely traumatic and sure. um, heart- heartbreaking. Yeah. So it does, it, you go across the whole gambit, yeah, I'm sure. whole range. I'm sure. That one sounded completely bonkers though, didn't it? I mean, absolutely, six well, billion well, well, pounds absolutely. to inherit, you know, I mean... Six billion? Can you believe it? I was thinking, oh my God, if I could just have maybe a little spidgin. What do you do happy. with that? I think you give most of it away, don't you? I mean, there's... Yeah. Well, I, I think, well, that's the thing, you see, a lot of, isn't it interesting now you say that, Oliver? I think it's something like 99.7% of people who win a lot of money, like the lottery, for example, mm-hmm. um, within within three years, it's all completely gone. All gone. Mainly because they don't know how to manage money, I think it is as well. They, they well, I think it's the internal a, compass, isn't yeah. it? Apparently, your compass, your wealth compass, is set by your parents, mm. so, and most people don't go beyond that. So, if mm. money comes in a large sum, um, most people just don't know how to manage it or mm. don't feel worthy, so mm. they get rid of it. Mm. Interesting. It is. But if anybody out there is wanting to uh, deposit some money and clear it, I am, and I'm sure Oliver would be very open and very receptive yes. to your gift. Yes, kindness. please. <laughs> All donations gratefully <laughs> received. <laughs> right, so uh, that's great, that. So uh, that's a really good story. Um, my next question to you was, what are your thoughts and feelings about the afterlife and what happens after we leave this earth? Well, that is a very, is a very is a, is a, a subject that could um, go on for, for many years, um, the subject of the afterlife. My personal feelings... Um, and I, I, I read, I've read lots of books about um, people who have had, have actually died and then come back, and it's completely and utterly changed their world. I don't know if you ever read a book, Oliver, called Dying to Be Me. No, I haven't. No. Um, but it's, um, and I read um, Saved by the Light. So I've read lots of books on this, and my own feeling is that um, that we are literally spiritual beings having a human experience Mm. and so the spiritual aspect of us which is pure consciousness um is never ending it's infinite there is it's like electricity we may not have the light turned on but we know that it's there we don't see it um, only in the form of the light that comes through the light bulb or switching something on but a lot of things that are invisible in this world are visible to us did you know that your your um, ability to see the spectrum of light is only 0.005%. So we only see a tiny, tiny bit of what's available um, to our eyes. Mm-hmm. Let's say our, our brain only computes a very small amount. So to me, we go back to our spirit selves and we either get recycled back onto the earth if we are um, pulled like a magnet back to the earth or we can then move on to a higher dimension where we are, um, where our lessons on the earth have been learned. Um, but it may take thousands of lifetimes to do that. I, I believe that we are review our life. We look back at what's happened and how we've progressed and what things we've experienced and what further ex- experiences we need to enjoy. It may not be on the earth. It may be in a different dimension, in a different world. But we get to choose with the kindest, most loving beings that work with us um, to decide where our next step is going to be, where we're going to take our consciousness next. Mm. 
So I think we choose depending on how we feel this this particular life's gone. So uh, well, this so, this this seems to be a common theme from some of the psychics we've interviewed, where they said, you know, um, you're you're a spiritual being having a human experience, yeah. and when you pass on um, to the next realm, um, that you are then eventually reincarnated into many more lives and you've had potentially many more lives before that uh until you build a certain understanding um and then and then you progress on to the the next dimension like you say or further up or a higher plane or something is that is that right in me saying that pretty much if you see this the uh, earth as a school of learning but also every experience that we have every experience that every life form has is is contributing to the consciousness of the whole so every so often it's like a breath in and a breath out so you can imagine the creator breathing out and sending information um far and wide across the cosmos and then the breathing in is like it is harvesting all the information so on a smaller level with the individual you are the you've harvested information about your experience on the earth um and then you review what's gone on and you decide so again you're an empowered sovereign being that decides along with your guides and your um, your spiritual guides and maybe loved ones that you're working with as a group. I think you incarnate as a soul group as well. That's what I feel. And you, you, you know, connecting up with people that you suddenly recognise or are very familiar with. And you go, oh, I'm sure I've known you from somewhere before, never seen them before, but uh, turn out to be part of your soul group. I found that. What, so I, sorry, sorry, I was yeah, gonna, sorry, sorry to interject. I was going to say on, on that note, I found that I've bumped into people and met people in my life so far. A few people that where I just felt like I'd known them for all my life, and I'd spoken to them for like two minutes. Um, would you say there's anything in that? Um, Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Um, they're your tribe. Yeah. You know, I always say your vibe attracts your tribe. So to be your real, true, authentic self is is the other thing that I really want to help people become because then you can attract people into your life that are reflecting, you know, who you are and, and giving you feedback and other aspects of your consciousness that may need awakening. It normally happens through people that you end up recognizing and knowing and thinking, I'm sure I've connected with them before. How can they seem so familiar? And you get on really, really well. And obviously when people are doing readings, they often say to me, it's like my, my twin flame or my soul flame or, I just instantly knew them, you know, the minute I met them, it's like I'd known them for years. So I do believe you incarnate with your soul group. And sometimes part of your soul group, they, they're not necessarily your best friends. They can be your worst enemy or, or you could experience something really horrific with this person. But you've agreed before you came here that they would behave that way in order for you to learn maybe forgiveness or um, non-judgment or um, so quite often they would say the greatest enemies in spirit are often our greatest allies. Wow. That's amazing. So I think you can reconnect with your soul group. Um, and eventually you go back, you know, you go back to source, but I think you choose when that is, you know, you decide when that is, if you're, um, if you're vibrating high enough, you would then move on to the next level. So they say seven heavens, seventh heaven. So we're in the third dimension here. Um, moving to the, um, there is supposed to be an ascension happening on this planet where a lot of consciousness, a lot of awareness, a lot of beings are moving onto the fifth dimension. Right. Okay. Happening in our lifetime, Oliver. Right. Okay. Well, maybe we could have a deep dive into that at some point with you in a, in a future show. Mm. 
because we're always interested in taking it further beyond that you know beyond what after you you passed on and what happens you know oh really because obviously the first interest is that people want to know what's going to happen to them you know what's mm. what's what's in it what's in their life for them what's coming up what's what's their future mm. but obviously um people create their own future with their you know with their thoughts and their beliefs so what's been programmed into you from an early age what your conditioning is so a lot of that i can tap into you can see the behaviors and there's certain behaviors and um belief systems that run that behavior that you can change that you can replace that you can um upgrade it's like your software and your computer do you do you feel you're ready for an upgrade and how do you do that so it's also that is part of the journey is that the, the soul's consciousness wants to um connect more to its uh, um higher perspective and uh, has its greater abilities so that we're not so reliant on um looking outward in life for the answers but we we find them from within okay that's very interesting well i think we're going to leave the deep stuff there for the moment and have a look at some less deep stuff i'm going to ask you what was the last book you read or perhaps box set that you watched <laughs> well currently i'm actually currently reading a book at the moment called um bringers of the dawn by barbara marciak it was written in the 90s and i read it in the 90s and have you ever been have you ever been to see a film or read a book and when you reread it or re-see the film you see so much in it that you didn't notice before yes definitely yeah. so i'm yeah so it's like uh, another level so i'm reading this book bringers in the dawn which is about the family of light who are on the planet right now being incarnated the family of light to raise the collective vibration so i'm imagining oliver that you are part of that family of light um it's an absolutely fascinating book really fascinating um, box sets, I don't really get into huge amounts of box sets because I'm normally working in the evening. Um, I don't tend to um, watch a lot of sort of programs and things during the day. But I have, uh, through many people persuading me that it's actually really, really good. And actually, from a history perspective, I've started to watch The Crown, right. but only very recently. And, yeah. and I think there's about three series, isn't there? And I think I'm on the and about the fourth episode of the first series but absolutely fascinating stuff because it honestly so things that i find really interesting um are tend to be uh, books that are written with true things in them but with a bit of um, embellishment and mm-hmm. um, kate moss is one of my favorite authors um i can't remember the first book i read of hers but it was all steeped in french um in, in the south of france and the cafards and they're all the um the sort of ancient sort of um spiritual leaders that were um persecuted for their beliefs so but it's based on real places and real time and so it's mingled in with history so i quite enjoy entertainment that is has a you know um kind of truth in it right um, yeah i'm very much a fan of uh, factual books and reading those kind yeah. of things as opposed as opposed to fiction but um, but yeah very interesting well it's been fantastic to have you on the show today here on psychic social sass um before we let you go can you tell us where people can find you the best ways to get in contact with you so a website um some social media through psychic messages <laughs> uh, psychic messages yes get in touch with you, psychic messages um basically i am on social media i am on the platforms there and my um i kind of use the website on on, on facebook uh, under uh, my professional page which is vision om uh, v-i-s-i-o-n dot om o-m 
which is the uh, universal sound uh, of the cosmos, God energy. In the beginning was not the word, but the sound. So um, Vision Om, um, and I can also be found um, at, at Sass Bullock as well. Um, and also Bullock Sass on Instagram. So those are the best places to, to leave a message, to private message me or connect with me, or just go and have a look at the work I do and see if it is a match, if it vibrates, if it resonates. Okay. Because it's always important. I always um, say to people that not everybody's going to be a match for you in terms of your connection with your um, your psychic awareness or wanting to tune into you. Um, so it's always good to have a have, you know, to have a look at the information that uh, a psychic or a medium is putting out and see how that that sits with you how does it resonate okay um, and so it's really important to be drawn to someone right. so i always say don't have a look at the work i do sas bullock or my professional page at vision on on uh, facebook.com um and that's the first port of port of call and then i tend to have conversations with people over the phone have little chats and to see if they want to take it further with me and, and go on a journey with me i do i do have a a kind of lots of other strings to my bow but again it's it, it's whether people want to come on board with me and all the things that i do so just the psychic readings and my intuition and working with that is one aspect of what i do and it dovetails into all sorts of things that are all about uplifting someone's um pathway on in this world and how to um enhance everything from their health um so i have lots of different um, go-to things that i would recommend to people to raise their vibration. I work with um, sound and energy. I work with the psychic aspect. I do shamanic journeying. So all of that um, is, is, is kind of what I put into how I work with people. And then through that, they can access other things that I may offer. Well, it's been lovely to chat with you today, Sass. Um, hopefully we can catch up again soon in a part two or potentially a Q&A. So that would be nice if possible. Yeah, no, it'd be lovely. Obviously, it's my favourite. All of this is my favourite subjects. It's what I ex- excel and uh, drawn to, and and so I've obviously been investigating this on for many many years. So I have lots of um, insights into all sorts of other areas as well of the of kind of world that we live in, and it helps to make sense of it, doesn't it? It helps to yes. to give people a pathway. Uh, it may not be you know for everybody, but a particular pathway they can follow to um, access their greater good their greatest vision of themselves how how do you do that so that's really what i'm I'm about is helping people on that awakening journey perfect great well thank you again sas uh sas bullock and um we'll speak to you again very soon thank you for joining us oliver thank you so much for inviting me on to your psychic social and um, i look forward to uh to coming on again and, and discussing other things as well so thank you so much great it's great, been great speaking to you and you take care now Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Psychic Social from psychic.co.uk, the spiritual home of psychics. Psychic Social.